Hello, everyone, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 31. I'm your host, Tej Butler, at Tej Butler 3 online if you're looking for me. If you're looking for at G8R underscore DYL, you can find Big Dill. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. You doing pretty well? Yeah, I'm hanging in there right now. It's uh, it's good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah. How are you doing, Teach? I'm doing very well, man. It's a great day. Yeah. It's been a good day. Looking forward to a good pod. Looking forward to talking to my buddy Doge. Doge, how are you? Hey. Doing great, Teach. Always good to be here. Good to good to be hanging out in Dill's living room via the phone. Oh yeah. Always good to have you via phone. Wish we had your person, but classic. Phone's nice. Oh yeah. No, I I love being there live, but uh. You know, here I get to be in my own space. I can just lounge. Sure. No, it's not all that bad. I miss you, though. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, the grass is <laughs> the grass is always greener. Right. Like, I could be <laughs> on the toilet right now, and nobody even knows. Well, all right. Yeah. Well. I'm not. I'm just saying I could right, be. Right. Sure. The, certainly. You it. certainly could be. We don't know. Whatever, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> that's like, who knows? Whatever, Quagbird. Might have to get that Twitter poll going. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> We've got a great show for you. We are brought to you by the Cheap Seats Network, home of the Clubhouse Podcast and the Pick and Roll Report. We've got Cheap Seats, Superior Sports. Like I said, we've got an incredible show. We're going to do a little March Madness wrap-up here. We've got the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. We've got FCC and MLS update here for quarter three. And to wrap it up, we're going to do a little NBA season recap and playoff preview. But first... We got to warm it up. And I'm going to go first, get ahead of Dill here, before he steals everybody's thunder again, with my special warm-up for a poor one out for an entire league, not a player, not somebody who got injured, an entire league. The AAF is shut down after eight weeks and cannot pay its players anymore, couldn't pay for them to travel home. Really not good there. Yikes. So, uh, nice try, boys. Uh, you're not going to be able to take down the NFL or really compete. We'll see if the XFL, the XFL, excuse me, can do any better next uh, spring. But for that, we've got a little poor one out. So, Dill, I'm going to swing it to you for your warm-up. What do you got here? Yeah, dude, so I really wanted to uh, discuss the, you know, AAF myself. Yeah, well. So. Sorry. Uh, about that. So, you know, what an asshat. You know, Tom Dunn. Yeah, Dunn Dunn is a dumb dumb, it sounds like. Yeah, so... Uh, Gambling app didn't work out, I guess. Pulling out before the playoffs, too. I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, you pretty much are, like, your season's wrapping up. You have the playoffs around the corner. Right. Like, that could have brought in... The playoffs could have brought in some extra attention, especially if Johnny Manziel would have kept going, because he had that overtime win kind of generate a little news. But... I don't know. It's a bummer. Anyway, for real. So my warm-up is uh, to pour one out. I'm going to do a little pour one out for one of my... Oh, back-to-back? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to do a one for one of my... You know, any of my brackets. Oh. Uh, going into Saturday, I was almost guaranteed a top four, which is I would be securing cash. Sure. All Michigan State had to do was win, and Virginia couldn't win. But all of that did happen. I ended up having a three-way tie, oh. and based off of final score, I had came in fifth. Oh my! So that's pretty. 
Yeah, pour one out there. So. Just going to leave that there. Doge. I know you You got to bring something nicer to the table. We got two poor one outs here to warm up. We're coming out cold, I guess. No, I mean, I wouldn't say it's nicer. I'm just saying, as we're on the topic of the AAF, I was sure. going to bring up that in recent news, everyone's been making a big deal about Johnny Manziel changing his name to John Manziel. This did, eyes, no, like, hold did he on. Really whoa. Change his name? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Or is whoa. he just shortening Johnny? And saying his name is John. Like, who cares? Okay. Here's a Doge. Can I? I would like to butt in. As a professional shortened name, TJ, I think he's just going to go, he's just going by his real name, John, and people should just call him Johnny. Whereas, like, some people, I don't know them, many See, of them. That's no, what some, I would have expected, I guess. But, you know, like, everyone's a, saying he changed his name to John. I think it's ridiculous. This isn't even news. Like, Doge, here's what I bet you, and I I'll, I'll, I'll promise. On my driver's license, it says Thomas J. Butler, even though I would like to like it to say TJ, because that's what I go by and everybody refers to me by. Right. But I bet you on Johnny Manziel's license, it says John Manziel, and he just goes by Johnny. Like, or Jonathan. Not anymore, he goes by John. Yeah, maybe he was Jonathan, and he just goes by John. I'm never calling you Thomas. No, please don't. I don't go by that. I think one of the funniest things about this is... What in, is he trying to do? Look more proper? See how this is... It says <laughs> yeah, it's misspelled. Yeah, it really shook him. Yeah. It's not even supposed to be spelled John Manziel. It realizes that Johnny Manziel is a phrase. <laughs> and yeah, Google's telling Google us that John Manziel is incorrect. Do you see that, Doge? That's funny. What? Under John Manziel, the John part yeah, is... On our doc, it says... Oh, yeah. The John... Oh, I saw that. It's because okay. Google doesn't recognize who John Manziel is right. yet. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah, even, they're saying like, it's wrong. Yeah, so hey, we have Google behind how about us. This? I'm feeling pretty good. How about this? Who's more real? Billy Manziel or John Manziel? You tell me. Billy. That's damn right. Billy Manziel is real. <laughs> There's photo <laughs> evidence of Billy Manziel. And any picture of Johnny Manziel, I'm going to say is Johnny Manziel. Not that it's John. There's no photo evidence of a John. I don't know who that is. What is he? So is he gonna try to run a company now, John Manziel? This guy? <laughs> He's gonna come in a, in a suit and tie now. Hey, I'm John Manziel. Nice to meet you, John. How the hell are you? Yeah. Like no. How about let's get out of here, John. We you should have changed his name to John Football. Legally. Oh, that see, <laughs> that would have been a power move. Hey, I'm, like I'm not Johnny anymore. I grew up, but I changed my last name to Football. <laughs> I go by John. Hey, it's John Football here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a douche! Yeah, I'm warmed up. Let's ready to go. First quarter, March Madness, baby. Virginia completing the ultimate story, winning the NCAA tournament. What are your thoughts on the final game? Do you think the best team won? Um, just I don't know. Dill, I'm going to swing it to you first. What are, what are your thoughts after watching a, gr- a great game last night? At least I'll put that on there first. Yeah, no, absolutely, Teach. I, I totally agree. <clears throat> last night it was a it was a really great game. Um, you know, I, I wanted to see more out of Texas Tech. I never felt like they had control of the game at any point, even when they might have been, like, close or leaving. Yeah, but, dude, they they never had the right. tempo of the game to what they, they kind of played with all year. 
And that was one thing I was really impressed by this whole tournament is how they always played at their tempo. Against right. Michigan, they smoked them because of the way they just smothered yeah, they them on defense. They did to slow everybody down. You know, and um, Virginia is not a notorious team for being explosive offensively, but they were really timely with their scoring. And I think that was a huge thing. But their heroics with all the buzzer beaters and the last-minute fouls and the no-call fouls or right. Right. or the no-call uh, jump balls we saw. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, you know, some of them were a little were a little iffy. But I'm not, you know, I, I don't think that has the anything to do infamous, with infamous uh, double dribble, whatever you want to call it, off the foot. Right, right. So there's there are some things going in their favor, but I mean, every, I think every team that has a championship run has those. So I mean, right. it's just for the the way that they won all these games, um, it was great to see, and uh, it was a lot of fun to watch. Certainly, no. <clears throat> Doge, what do you think? Uh, what was your point of view all the way up there in uh, Cleveland of the final game? Oh yeah, uh, I was I was rooting for Texas Tech. Me too. But the but the win for Virginia was very poetic. I thought certainly. Uh, I mean to see that comeback story. You know, I mean we'll we'll touch on it here. But they lost to the 16 seed last year. They were the number one overall in that tournament. And to, to come back not only and, and start winning games and, and get that monkey off your back, but to also just win the championship like the first in school history, that's pretty special. Right. And uh, and I thought it was big to have DeAndre Hunter be a key part of that in the championship game. Yeah. Since last year when they lost to UMBC, everyone was saying, well, DeAndre Hunter was hurt. They had their best player out. Like, that's no excuse to lose by 20. Sure, but that's that's what a lot of people had said. So to have him be a part of their championship win uh, was a big deal. I, I I liked their run. Definitely, no. I thought it was a, a very good game. Great defense all around. Um, <clears throat> Hunter, who I hadn't really seen much from this tournament. Now, granted, I didn't catch you know every single Virginia game. Um, he played like an absolute animal. Had his career high, and really showed off why people are saying he's going to be a top 10 pick in this draft. Top 6 projected right now, I think, at number 6, actually. He was incredible. Uh, great defense. Very long. Um, just fun to watch in that game. 7-4 weeks. Yeah, the wingspan is incredible. He he shut some guys down. Culver, though, he was a spectacle, man. He If he needed to get a bucket, he could. He was so much fun to watch on Texas Tech. Uh, he's going to be really great in the NBA. I think his game is going to translate very well. Um, came down to the wire, and again, Virginia pulled it off. So just great game and great story for those guys, which kind of ties in to our next topic here, which is Virginia becoming the first team to lose to a 16 seed by 20 points, like granted. And then they turn it around to win the title next year. Who's your MVP of this tourna- tournament run? And then who do you think gets the most face time in their 30 for 30 film? That's going to probably come out in, you know, five, ten years, whatever. So, Doge, I'll kick it to you first. Who you got? I think the the MVP of this tournament, because he just consistently came out and performed for him, was uh was Kyle Guy. Yeah. Um, they they could rely on him when they needed him. You know, he made those those big three free throws and the and got fouled to get to the line in their in their final four game against Auburn and made the big three before that. Like that was that was a huge stretch to get them into the championship game, and he was. He was consistently there for him throughout the stretch, too. Um, so I think he's got the MVP. Um, but as far as FaceTime goes, I'm going to throw in a dark horse and say it's uh, Diakite. Ooh. Had the buzzer beater against Purdue. It sent them into OT. 
they obviously went on to win that game, but that right. was a game that Carson Edwards was absolutely dominating. So that's going to be a huge moment to kind of swing the momentum for him. Right. Uh, and he had some some big rebounds and blocks down the stretch uh, in the Final yeah. Four and in the championship game against Texas Tech. Definitely. And uh, I, I think he could get a little bit of face time in there too, so we'll toss it into Yankee Tech. Certainly, certainly. Bill, you got a uh, same thing here? You got anything a little different there for MVP and uh, most face time? So I think as far as FaceTime, Kyle Guy, I mean, that dude just likes being in the moment. He likes being able to cherish kind of what's going on, it seems like, and really genuinely, you know, seems intrigued with what's going on around sure. him and, like, going through the adversity of, you know, right. what they had to go through. Right, with right. All the things that um, came with losing that game last year. Right. Uh, all the pressure that came through the ACC the whole season, right. ACC tournament. I mean, they played really well the entire and year. They, they were down like in that game one too against well, the 16 seed or whatever on their side. And I was just like, right. oh boy, here we go. Yeah, it was just here we go again. I had to dig deep again. And I think it was really cool to see them play. But I think Kyle Guy would probably get the FaceTime. If Ty Jerome, you know, I feel like would get the MVP, you know, for me. That guy just made their offense run, you know. It was something, I don't know, when was it? When, was it in the ACC tournament or, I don't know, we were watching a Virginia game and, and uh, Teej and I and I was saying about how Ty Jerome, like, they go as he goes. Right. You I know? think that was then, yeah. And, you know, it was, it was yep. wild to see him really take them and, and he had some magnificent passes last night. Oh, yeah. You know, the one to guy in the corner. Like, Kyle yeah. Guy wouldn't get those, like, he wouldn't be able to be great without some of those yeah, opportunities, some of those balls, you right. know. So you got to kind of play that, you know, as a factor, but that's about it. I am going to quickly touch on the fact that I think Ty Jerome is going to get the most face time. I think he had some of the craziest plays. I think Diakite is a great call, though, Doge. Um, But I can't – Kyle Guy definitely is going to get a lot of face time, but I think Ty Jerome, being the MVP, I agree with you, just because he made the team go, made a lot of big plays down the stretch. I think he'll be getting the most face time, too. But um, all around, just really cool story. And it is cool that they're going to probably – I mean, I don't know if they're actually going to do a 30 for 30, but you'd imagine they would because this is a, an incredible story. What about, like, a Jack Salt? Who, like, he kind of played some big roles. No way. But, like, he was on the bench. So, but he was – but look, he was on the bench. He'd be able to tell him. the stories the best because he spent, like, 30 minutes every game on the bench. Right. But he wasn't even part of those important <laughs> moments. Uh, or like a Kihi Clark, you know, who like had that crazy pass to uh, Diakite, you know. Just everybody. On Some the of team. those. Well, I'm just saying. What about those role guys? I just don't think who get the they're gonna get FaceTime, but I just think they're gonna give it to the. Like I think it would be great to hear Chaining Fry talk about the well, you, you know can listen to the run podcast. from before. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Like I don't know. He's also a character, but anyway. Where's Chaining Fry have to do with the Virginia team? It's just the first person that popped in my head that's intriguing that I would, you know, as a role player, player, but play, you know, very limited. Sure, yeah, fair enough. Anyway. Topic number three, Dill. <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> Trying to bring up the Cavs all the time. Who do you think has the best chance to return to the Final Four of the teams that went this year? Or if you have an outside team, I guess you can go with them. Um, so I'm going to go first here. And I'm going to go with Michigan State. I think um, if Cassius Winston returns, that just basically signs them a ticket to at least get to the Sweet 16, Elite 8 kind of area because he's such a great guard and can really just pull that team 
uh, to where he wants. Maybe not the Final Four, which I, I think they would be able to get there, depending on you know who Izzo can recruit and how that team looks and whatnot. But they're always a formidable team, so I always, I'm going to bet on Michigan State here. Dill, what do you think? Who do you got here Think for returning? Yeah, so I think that with Auburn having Bruce Pearl, yeah, I think that's huge. And I also really like where Texas Tech is sitting. I mean, although they you know came up short this year, they were really good last year with their defense. They played. They went a lot further. They went what to the Elite Eight last year, Sweet Sixteen. They made it. They made a further run than most people expected last year. And with this year, they're you know they were shown out again. So I think with Texas Tech and Auburn, even though both of those, I think I'm worried though because I think Culver I know is going to the draft. Sure. Harper's already going. Those are just those are people. Are, those are teams gone. that I think are on the up and up. Sure, programs. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You know, whereas Virginia, I don't know if you know that's the first time they were ever to the Final Four in their history. Yeah, but they've been pretty good recently. But they also are going to have guys too that are probably going to go to the draft. And kind of like when you're really good, people are always going to play. You know, their best. Right. You know, trying to get you. Right. Like, everyone would love to knock off Virginia as far as, like, they were really good two years ago. They won it last year. We want to beat them this year. Well, yeah. But They've only lost, like, four games or however much. Like Everybody wants to get to the Final Four. Yeah. Obviously, Virginia might have a bigger target on their back, but I don't know. Josh, what do you think? i got to swing it to you. We haven't heard from you. Yeah. I think Virginia's most likely to make it back to the Final Four. Here he is, of course. They had the, uh, I mean, they had the, the fluke loss to UMBC last year, but they were the number one overall seed going into that tournament. And they come back this year and win the whole thing. Like, why not? I think they're most likely. They played good ball. Sure. And they clearly come out of a tough division and still have a lot of success in the ACC. They've got Duke. They've got UNC. You know, the U was tough to play last year. Not so much this year, but. Florida State. Like, there's, there's tough teams coming out of there. Florida State. Yeah, like. They've had a lot of success in a very tough division, so or conference, I should say. Yeah, but they it's going to be tough because the a lot of those guys that were there for both of those runs are going to be gone with Hunter and I think declaring. I think Jerome already did. I'm not sure if Guy's coming back or not, but yeah, but they've got a good coach, and Duke's going to have a completely new team too. It happens happens to a lot. Hey, of teams. I wasn't saying Duke was going to make it though. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying like. There's teams that, that rotate through all the time, and then I they agree. just come back with new studs. I feel like this championship maybe gave Virginia a little bit of attention, and they may get some some guys to sign. Certainly, certainly. Um, quick caveat on that. Do you think uh, Memphis is going to have a big year next year since they're going to get the number one guy coming in with Penny Hardaway? I do love Penny. I, I don't know. I, I, I think it would be fun to see Memphis come back, you know? It would it'd be sweet, I think. It'd be fun to have them around. Yeah. Who knows? We don't know. We've got a lot of time till the next tournament. We're going to let Virginia enjoy theirs first for a little while. So We'll sit on it. Congrats, gentlemen. What a story. Um, enjoy, enjoy the win. Moving on now. Sun is shining. Flowers are in bloom. It is the Masters weekend. Doge. I'm going to hand it off to you because you are the expert here when it comes to golf. Um, just what do we got going on this weekend? Oh, well, I love getting to talk about, about golf and especially the Masters. I uh, loved when we did this last year. So uh, we'll swing it right in. 
we we know what the people want oh, every yeah. year when there's a when there's a big time golf tournament. This is this is the man people talk about, and it's Tiger. Uh, for the Masters, Tiger is still ranked <laughs> top four in odds to win the tournament. <laughs> it's, it's just insane. And this guy, I mean, he's he's come back. He's had more success. But do you think he's even going to make the top ten? In this tournament, top four, I think, is just steep. Teach, what do you think? I, I know you've you've got some love for Tiger. I love me some Tiger. Definitely going to be in the top ten. Tiger's here to prove a point. Everybody's wondering, oh, what's Tiger going to be doing this year? Is he going to be all right? Blah, blah. He's going to come out strong. I don't know if he's going to win, per se, because I don't want to I don't want to jinx him. But top ten, put it down. He's ready to make some noise. Sure. I like that. I like the confidence. I hope Tiger is that confident going into this weekend, and maybe he'll he'll drop some putts and, and make it exciting come the weekend. But we need it. Um, we need it, baby. Dill, uh, I don't know. I haven't really seen you out on the golf course. I don't know if you're a golf aficionado or not, but but let me hear it. Is, is Tiger top ten? What's what's going on? I mean, you can call me the aficionado of, of the golf course, if you know what I mean. So it's... Um, <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Well, I don't, I don't. For another um, day. Save it for another day. <laughs> so, I think with, uh, you know, kind of Tiger here, I'd love to be able to root for the guy. I think that, you know, if he's able to come back and somehow just become the, what he was, I just want him to be able to do that because I never really, when I was younger, I didn't understand golf, you know, to the point that I, I do now. Uh, I don't, I didn't enjoy it earlier when I was younger. And this, uh, you know, cat that we have here is, uh, you know, he's a cool cat, you know? So, Tiger. Yeah. Eldrick. He is. So I'm hoping, that, I'm hoping that he can be successful in the top four. Uh, I don't think that his odds are top four worthy, I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on the top four odds, but I'm telling you, if you can sneak something else... Top ten, baby. Woo. Come on. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I I do love Tiger. It's fun when he plays well. Uh, they made a good point on part of the interruption today. Uh, Tony and, and Will Bond, they were saying, you know, Tiger and Phil are the two guys in this in this list of players that have really won the most here. Yep. They know the greens. They know how to play. You know, it's not just... You're not hitting driver every hole, you know. You really got to place it, and and these guys know the course. But there's something in me that just I can't place Tiger in the top ten. I think every tournament he's always in the top of the favorites odds to win, and it's just I don't think it's I don't think it's right. I'm not discrediting him. I right. think he's gonna have a good round. I think he's gonna have some some good under par rounds, and I think he'll place top twenty. But I don't see him being top ten. I, I don't I don't see it. But you know what? We'll, we'll talk a little bit later about who we think who we think may be wearing that green jacket at the end of the weekend. But one thing I wanted to bring up is is an underrated part of Masters Weekend. Sure. In my book, and that's the Wednesday. You can hardly call it the weekend. Hump day. Hump day. And on Wednesday every year in Augusta, they have the par three tournament. Oh yeah. Mm. One thing I want to talk specifically about is the par three curse. The winner of the par three contest 
at Augusta has never gone on to win the Masters. And another fun fact, last year, Tony Finau at the par three contest while celebrating a hole in one jumps and snaps his ankle. The, the par three curse, TJ, do you believe in it? And if you're in the Masters, do you even play? Listen, I'm playing. Are you kidding me? It is an honor to be at the Masters. How would you not want to do this event? And on top of that, I would like to be the Virginia of the Masters and be the first person to win the par three and then win the Masters on top of it and have a grand old weekend coming home with two two pieces of hardware with the green jacket and a little trophy there. So I'm definitely participating in this. Um, maybe if I was Rory McIlroy and I had never won the Masters and it was in my head, I probably wouldn't. But I'm not. So, yeah, I definitely would. TJ Butler, Breaking Barriers, everyone. Yep. She's going to be the first to do it. Par 3 and Masters champion. You heard it here first. You Listen up. You heard it here first. What are the, what are, what are the odds on that? Ooh, yeah. They are high. Be, Put your cash. Value. Put a nickel down <laughs> now and you'll be rich. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan. So, it's Masters weekend. You have the invite to Augusta. Yeah. Are you taking part in the Par 3 championship? Am I in my current self? Yes. Yes. Okay. I am partaking in whatever they tell me or ask yes. me to do. 100%. If, if they say, hey, go do this, I'll be like, you know what? Sounds like a rookie move, but I might do it because this is my rookie move. If they you said know? Tiger Woods needs a coffee, I'd say, does he take two sugars? Cream? Like, what does he need? Yeah, how many how many Tigers want a coffee? <laughs> Like, come right, on. Let's say let's say you're like a like a really good golfer version. Like you're you're meant to be there. Oh, dude! I mean, I'm I'm still participating. Again. I'm super superstitious though, and ritualistic, which is why I always do my super long warm ups or certain things that's, like that's that. Why. So I don't know, dude. I feel like that would totally be something that that might be. Uh... Bill's backing out. No, I'm just he saying. Doesn't, he doesn't want to make history. I'm you heard saying. it here first. Like, okay. if, if I'm like a Rory. <laughs> if I'm like a Rory, you know. Where I'm only like saying Rory because he needs head. it to complete his Grand Slam. That he, her career Grand well, Slam. And so, I, I'm so that's why I there. maybe wouldn't if I was him. I'm supposed to be there, right? I mean, in this situation. Yeah, but. but yeah. Either way, I would play. I think every other golfer besides Rory should play. At the, end of, play. At the my, end of the day. I just think he's the guy that maybe shouldn't because it's. The 63-hole breakdown of Rory will always just be one of the most heartbreaking things ever. And if he doesn't go on to win a Masters, I don't, I don't know. Yep. How disappointing. That'll be so devastating. Terrible. No, anyway, if if I'm pro golfer <laughs> Doge, I'm 100% playing in the par three contest. I yes. do not care. I just wanted to see if you're superstitious. I'm not. I am, but this is one that I would have to do. Oh no, I'm. I'm going all in, and I'm I'm jumping at the same spot where Tony Fino did just to test the ankles, and it's I'm I'm going for it. I don't I don't care. If I hole in one, are you kidding me? I'm not gonna jump. Get out of here. No, I'm saying the exact spot where he just snapped his ankle. Sure, I'll do that too. But I'm telling you, if I get a hole in one, I'm gonna jump like a freaking jelly bean out of oh, my yeah, shoes. I'm, I might jump in the water if I get a hole in one. Yeah. Oh, I certainly would. If they would let me, if they let me continue, the, uh, and then Augusta would kick me out. Yeah, I wouldn't be allowed to play. I was gonna say anyway. they'd be like, "Okay, dude. Well, sweet. Get the heck out of here." <laughs> gators. And then you listen, and then you you wouldn't be able to break history, and that's how they'd get you. Okay. 
Exactly. Okay, so maybe don't go for the whole one on the four or three, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. All right, so before this pod, yep. I sent over to Teach and Dill the odds listed for for the people, the different players in the field to win the Masters. And uh, I'll just read off the top ones. You know, you have Rory is the favorite, seven to one. Dustin Johnson, ten to one. Justin Rose, twelve to one. And Tiger, fourteen to one. Uh, got a bunch of guys tied for sixteen to one, and so on. But uh, I'm I'm asking Teach and Dill to pick what they think their favorite value is going into this tournament, as far as odds goes. Dill, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, who are you picking as the best value of odds to win the Masters? You guys are gonna be disappointed in what I choose. Oh, so God. without looking at any of the items that we have available to us and resources that we have to us right now. <laughs> you didn't even look at the, the pictures I sent you? No, I did. No, no, no. I did look at those. Okay. I okay. did look at... I'm basing off of... Like, when I was looking at those, without looking at anything else we have, a.k.a. Okay. The doc. He's about to say, Go ahead. I thought Kepka was a good value. Okay. <laughs> and then... I uh, thought Sean Casey was a great value. Sean Casey, well. the, the former first baseman for the Cincinnati Reds? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Paul Casey. My buddy Paul. Oh boy. I remember we talked about Paul Being because Sean I thought it was Sean. Time, yeah. And I saw him at 30-1. to 1, I'm like, dude, hell yeah. The but mayor? Sean Casey? Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> So then I also believe, I'm really liking, you guys were talking about earlier, Doge. Oh uh, I'm liking Phil. Sure. Yeah. Phil, okay. 40 to 1. 40 to 1 for Phil. And, uh, oh, that Patrick, is good value. and Patrick Reed at 60 to 1. No. I don't think he's winning this year. Well, I'm just saying, he's at 60 to 1, so it's like, I'm not going to yeah, bounce around he's... these ones. You throw 100 bucks. He won last year. Hey. How do you know? <laughs> how do you know? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. teach. We got we got a few different picks from Dill. Yeah, classic. Uh, stood out as a, as a great value. You thought, man, you know that guy. That guy's a really good chance, but maybe they're not rating him high enough. What What do you think? All right. So first off, uh, classic Dill. Um, just stealing answers. So I'm gonna go with another answer here with John Rom, sixteen to one. I think he's gonna have a good outing. But I'm going to go a little reverse action here and pull a dill and go with people I don't think have good value. And I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. I don't think it's his year. I know it's high, but I just, I don't know. People seem to think Jordan Spieth is going to turn it around potentially at the Masters. I'm not buying that. Not buying it. And I think, like I said, Tiger Woods is going to be doing well. But I would not bet on the 14 to 1 for him. I think that he should have been more down in the Kepka 25 to 1 range, which is what I liked that Dill said. So give me Rom and stay away from McElroy. Doge, who are you rocking with, bro? I uh I, I agree with Dill that I think Casey is a great value, but I disagree with Dill because I think Paul Casey is a great value. Sure. <laughs> you going for the two for one parlay of Sean and Paul Casey to win the Masters? Because <laughs> <laughs> if Sean comes in and wins, that's that's a great parlay. Is there a pro am? Is there a pro am we can get Sean Casey in? <laughs> oh man. 
No, but I do like Paul Casey. Like uh, we talked about him the last episode. He came off the the win at the Valspar. He's been playing great golf recently. Uh, I like that thirty to one odds for him. I think that'd be a good payout, and I think he's going to be in the mix come later in the weekend. But uh, mentioned this other guy earlier, and I love the comeback story. We were talking about it with Virginia. Sure. Let's bring it back. Tony Finau <laughs> had to withdraw last year because of his his ankle breaking celebration at the par three. He's at thirty five to one. Sure. Let's let's see him come out and and make up for for lost time. And I think Tony could be in the mix at the end too. Dude, yeah, he's definitely he's a good golfer. So I'm certainly. Oh, he's definitely a good golfer. <laughs> no, but I uh, I like Tony. I, I think he could be in the mix. I think that'd be fun. And at thirty five to one, why not? Certainly, that's, that's good. a good value right there for sure. All right, Doug. All right. Well, tradition like any other. I think, right? Isn't that what it is? Tradition like any other one? Yeah, a tradition unlike any other. I know. I, was saying, I just said it wrong. Deal nine. A tradition like any other. Like any other. <laughs> no. But uh, a tradition like any other would be us doing halftime right now after our second quarter like we're about to. A tradition unlike any other is the Masters, which we just broke down. So we're going to lead into halftime here. Cheap Seats Network, Rapid Fire, Dill, where can we find it? All right, Rapid Fire, Facebook, fired off, four words, the Cheap Seats Network. Should be easy to find over podcasts. Find it there, the Cheap Seats Network. Twitter, you got to find it, the Cheap Seats, S-N. S-N. Is that all one word? Yep. Sure. Boom. Everything's there. You just type it in. You don't need spaces. Quick, nothing easy. on Twitter. At the Cheap Seats SN. Doge, where, uh, where are you finding the uh, specific Clubhouse stuff? At Facebook. Yeah. You can find us at the Clubhouse. Um, Clubhouse is one word. Okay. If you go to Twitter and Instagram, they got matching names. It's Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. Find us there on Twitter and Instagram and interact with us. We'll be posting as this episode comes up. Uh, give us your thoughts. Who you think is going to win the Masters? Sure. So on and so forth. Let's hear it. Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Boom. Boom. All right, on to the third quarter. FCC and MLS update. Topic one. FCC only coming away with one point after facing Philadelphia and Sporting KC. What do you think we need to improve on? And, uh, you know, what are your thoughts going into our match against LAFC coming up this weekend? I know we all are predicting, you know, four to six points. So, Doge, I'm going to go with you first. Um, what what can you take away from these two games? Well, last week, or last pod, I said, you know, anything less than, than four points coming out of these two games would have been disappointing. That may have been a little much to expect. I mean, it might have been an exaggeration. You know, they, they played in tough conditions in their game against Philadelphia. Uh, they had some great opportunities that could have gotten them to win in K, uh, against KC. But uh, I really like the hustle and effort they're playing with. Uh, the goals will come. For sure. One thing that I think we could really improve on uh, is just, you know, as they're as they're moving the ball up the field, once they get into the attacking third, I feel like they, they don't take the time and find the right pass all the time. Sometimes sure. they just whip it in and, and there's nobody there. We'll rush. But 
Right. They, they, yeah. they seem a little rushed, but I do like how aggressive they are moving forward. Uh, right. I love that. So I wouldn't want that to change, but they do seem a little rushed at times. I think they could, they could work on that in the coming weeks. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and say the game against the Union was an awful, awful game, not because of our play on the field, because of the weather. Dylan and I were there. My brother Ben was there. Um, you could classify us as soaking wet, drenched, submerged. Um, I, I, could, I don't think my clothes have ever been that like sopping wet. It was Deep. terrible, monsoon. And at one point in the maybe 25th, 30th minute, you could feel the rain get colder. Like you, We all were like, oh my, this is not good. Like yeah. The temperatures were getting colder, so... It was a terrible game, so all bets are off in a game like that, especially when we don't have our, you know, lead keeper, Titon, and, you know, Kendall Watson, and we had a lot of other guys out on international loan. So not to make excuses, but that's a tough game to win for anyone. So Philly uh, did well to come out with uh, three points there. Um, against Kansas City, it just really came down to one small miscommunication costing us the two points with the tie there. Um, and that just comes with building chemistry. So, you know, bummer, uh, another game that I was at. And uh, bummer that we didn't win either of them. But we're definitely building towards something better. And we're doing a lot better than people had predicted. So, And on top of that, too, those are two really good teams that are in the top 10, I believe, of the ranking. So, we played a lot of really good teams. Yeah, we haven't really beat up on – I mean, we played the uh, Revolution, which is the only bottom-level team we've played so well, far. Atlanta's, Atlanta's last, but they're – I feel like they just haven't – Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I think they'll be fine. But, Dill, what do you think about um, the takeaways from those first two, or last two games, excuse me? Yeah, so as far as kind of what you guys are saying, you know, I totally agree with, you know, kind of what we need to look forward to. Doge, offensively, I feel like we don't have the patience sometimes to find that pass. Uh, or we just try to force the, you know, as the first guy that we see make a run, we try to force it. Uh, I just think we need to learn that patience as far as being in the MLS, kind of how we have to... Uh, materialize the opportunities that we have and actually turn them into goals because we've had some great opportunities. Kakuta Monish oh is good. Anyway, against Philly, uh, TJ, the, you know, I felt like I was Jim Can- uh, Cantori out there trying to survive out there with the hurricane force winds. And the, uh, I mean, the winds weren't too bad, but the rain, I mean, it was, it was raining like crazy out there. So it, it was terrible. It was deep. It was deep. And, you know, obviously that's going to affect the play for both teams. But, you know, when – I don't know. I just feel like the way that we – the style we play, we aren't functionable, you know, totally. You know, we aren't 100% in Yeah, it. we play a lot of counter ball and try to keep – you know, play a lot of good D. And we play a lot of teams that are pretty strong, so. They're too good possession-wise, but. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like against Kansas City, I didn't get to see much of it. Uh, but what I did see and what I did, you know, pay attention to, um, disappointing we didn't come out with more points. Yeah. But I think it's important mm-hmm. that we showed, you know, what we can do. And, you know, as far as people who are in the MLS, we uh, we are starting to get recognized as, you know, a serious contender now. Certainly. Well, not a serious contender, but we're people are recognizing in, that I mean, we're, not a, we're not a flub. In comparison to what we were. Right. Yeah. But I wouldn't say serious contender. Sure. Anyways, in other news around the league. Topic two, LAFC, I want to go here first. They are on an absolute tear. They beat D.C. United 4-0 last week, which 
Could have easily been more. They created tons of opportunities to score here. Uh, and Vela missed an early PK, which could have made it 5 nothing. So FCC is facing them this upcoming weekend. Definitely have their work cut out um, against that high-powered offense because um, they've had, I think, at least two to three games where they've had three or more goals. And I know they had a five-goal routing of somebody um, before D.C. Either way, they are a great team, and they're coming on strong in Vela and uh, – De Rossi really leading them to some some big scoring opportunities. Doge, what about you? What are some other news around the league? There are four unbeaten teams remaining in the MLS right now. It is LAFC, team you just talked about. Yep. Houston, Toronto, and the team I'm going to talk about, Seattle. Sure. Uh, Seattle's one of those four unbeaten teams. They've proven to be a really tough side to beat. Uh, smoked FC in the first week. And they've actually played one less game than LAFC, but if they come out with a win on this next one, they'd be tied up there at the top two. Um, you know, keep an eye on them this season. They're going to be they're going to be battling in that West with LAFC, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch. Sure, certainly. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Ugh, mm-hmm. Wish I could go, but that's way too far. They've got a great crowd in LAFC. That'd be fun. Um, D, other news around the league. What do you got? I think right now it's impressive with some of the goal differential that we've seen. So you guys have mentioned LAFC, Seattle, yeah. uh, as well as Toronto. They they don't have a loss yet. I think that it's pretty impressive you can get. I mean, they only have four games in. Uh, Seattle is five. Seattle. <laughs> Getting in there. I was trying to get on to LAFC. Doing a little um, research here behind the scenes, folks. Yeah, but they have Changing up accents, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, but just the goal differential is something I always look at. You know, in hockey, I've been looking at that. You know, sure. uh, I've been talking about that previously. Uh, I think that's a huge uh, piece to sports when there's low scoring like those. Um, you know, baseball, not so much because you can win 18 to 1 one game, and then you can lose seven games in a row, 1 to 0, but your overall run differentials, you know, a po- you know, a positive. Sure. That doesn't happen in these sports, right. you know. Mainly. And when you do, it's because you're really good. Right. So. Um, that's going to do it for our MLS update there. Um, we're going to move on here to our fourth quarter. Brief NBA playoff update. And we're saying brief because we are doing a cross-pod examination, or whatever you want to call it, NBA special with the pick-and-roll guys <coughs> and our NBA expert Trevor Park at some point. So be on the lookout for that soon. So we're just going to touch on some – Brief NBA here um, for you. So topic one, Giannis. Oh, what? I was going to say it's kind of like a little, uh, little 30 for 30. Yeah, almost a little 30 for 30. A little uh, Cheap Seats Network, you know, Cheap Seats event. So who knows? A little 30. 30 and 40. 30 and Whatever. 20. We'll Tw- a little 20, we'll 20, 20. We don't know if we can pay for the whole 30. Yeah. Maybe 10 and 10. Yeah. Get double-double. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of double-doubles, we're about to talk about the MVP. So, Giannis, Harden, who ya got? I'm going first here, boys. Go. This is a tough one for so many reasons. Giannis, right now, averaging 27.7 points per game, 12.5 rebounds per game, 5.9 assists, also having the best record of the NBA. Is just absolutely killing teams here. They've been playing really well all season long. He's been looking like a stud. They have uh, top five 
most in NBA history, double-digit wins with 45 double-digit wins this season. But I'm going to have to go with the beer. James Harden averaging 36.1 points per game, 6.6 rebounds, 7.6 assists, and they are third in the West. And, Doge, listen to these numbers here real quick. I'm breaking it down for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. 19 40-point games and nine 50-point games. So just absolute gotcha. scoring machine. One of the highest scoring averages since, um, I believe, uh, Michael Jordan and then Will Chamberlain. So I'm going to go with James Harden here. I think he had the moment of the season when he hit that shot over every single mm. player on the uh, Golden State Warriors earlier in the season. Um, I think Giannis is an incredible player. I think he's going to win MVPs. But Harden put the team on his back this year. And it's such a tight race, I'm just going to have to go with him. So, Doge, um, you got Giannis or Harden here? I know it's a, such a tough call. Listen, I, I love Giannis. Love him. Threw him out there for MVP when we did our NBA preview last year. Right. But I think it's going to be Harden. And like you said, he had nine 50-point games. Nine of them. He had that streak where he had he was running and they were comparing him to Wilt with the consecutive 30-point games. Right. That's not... And like, it was oh. it was while CP3 was out, like, they were trying to climb up from, like, a slow start at the beginning of the season. Yep. And if it weren't for that run, dude, the Rockets are a bottom-tier team in the West in this playoff seating. Right. And, and that's a tough matchup if they have to want, go in and play, like, the Nuggets or the Warriors round one. Certainly. So, I mean... He's the MVP of that team, and I think he's the MVP of the league. Uh, although Giannis is is just so great, I would love to see him win. That'd be fun too. But I think it's Harden. Another quick point too, like I just have I was forgot to say this. Like I've always been checking in to see what Harden's been doing this year. Like not that I haven't <laughs> been with Giannis, but like you're always like, okay, like what's Harden? What, doing? Do like, what is he doing tonight? Like oh shit, they've got the Suns. Like is he just gonna annihilate Devin Booker because he wants to? Like, who knows? Like, who's he going to cross <laughs> up today? Whatever. So that's why I think it's been the MVP, because you've had to just, like, really follow him, like, more than Giannis, who's just been obliterating teams and not really playing a ton of minutes, which is really good for him, because I bet he'll be rested for the playoffs. But, Dill, MVP, who you got? So, I'm gone, Giannis. You're gone, Giannis? Gone, Giannis. Oh, my Giannis. Because... It's the Bucks year. They have the number one record. It's the, he's already calling it the Bucks year. I'm not saying as far as... Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like it's okay. kind of like... Whoa. It's the regular season. Like, the Hawks had their year. Oh. <laughs> sure. Boonholzer. Sure. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no. So, I'm, I'm about the numbers, right? Yeah. I'm all about the numbers. I'm looking at the points per game score, right? They're tops with 118, the right? The Bucks? Yes. Above the Warriors... And everybody else. And here's what I like. They're also number one point difference. Where are the Rockets on that list? The Rockets, I believe, are 11th. But but listen to this. Seven of the top ten teams that are in, or excuse me, so the top ten teams that are scoring, right? Yeah. Seven of those teams have a positive point per game differential. Yep. And the three that do not correct are eliminated from the playoffs. Sure. So it's one of those point per game differential, you know. 
So, I mean, yeah, they're a good team. Score more points. Yeah, but <laughs> the ones that are still up there know, are all eliminated. I know what you mean. The ones with the negative. Like, it's like a right. strict correlation. Anyway, I think it's wild to see. I didn't even, uh, I didn't know New Orleans was all the way up there at 115 and a half. Yeah, they've been playing at, like, the highest pace in the NBA, I think. This so, they just, in history, they just give up a lot of points. But, right. anyway, I they think that, run them. I think it's been absolutely great with what Harden's been doing, even if they're 11th. Wait, that's why scoring. I think it even more like brings more to Harden because he's averaging more points and they're scoring less points as a team. Like he's providing more than Giannis is. Right. Because I don't know, dude. The Bucks are so good. Giannis is so good. That's just such a tough call. We're gonna have to wait and see. They play really well as a team. It's one of the first times too, at least, where it's not like definitely gonna be somebody. You know, where it's like, oh, gonna be Russell like, Westbrook. This is a triple sure double. debate. James Harden last year, definitely, you know, LeBron's been the definitely, Steph's been a definitely, KD, you know, whatever. This one is, like, a legitimate, like... If Russ was really efficient, would he be up there as well? If he was shooting well, yeah, I'm sure. But he's not, so. Just the triple-double theme, dude. He's unreal, but anyway, yeah, those, right. those two are in their own category. Those Moving on. Topic two. Who do you expect to advance here? In the first round of the playoffs for both East and the West, we're going to keep it brief here, gentlemen, because we're going to go in-depth on the other pod. So, I think the second-round matchups are, this is how I'm going to do this instead of just listing the teams, I think we're going to have we're going to end up getting Bucks celtics Raptors-Sixers, so chalk in the East. And on the West, I'm going to go with the Warriors versus the Jazz, who I think if they are going to end up playing the Blazers, will beat them. If that ends up another way, I'm not sure if they'll advance. And then the Rockets versus, I want to say the Spurs so bad if they play them, but it's probably going to be the Nuggets. So I'm going to go Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz Warriors there from the West. Doge, keeping it brief, who you got coming out of the East and then the West for the first round? Yeah, I would have I would have Bucks playing Boston as well. Raptors, Sixers, sure. the favorites winning there. I would have the Warriors playing, Is it, would it be the Blazers? Yep. And then I ha- I would have the Nuggets playing the Thunder. I think the Thunder would beat the Rockets in a seven-game series. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. I love to see it. Love to hear it. That would be. Th- I'm looking forward to that series so much. Who you got, Dill? All right, I'm going top four in the East. You're just going chalk. Yep. Chalk it up. Chalking it. Bucks, Celtics, <clears throat> Raptors, Sixers. Boom, boom, boom. And then I'm going Warriors, Thunder, Rockets, and the Nuggets. Unless they're playing the Spurs. The way it is now, the Thunder and the Rockets are playing each other. As of right now, correct. I'm just just going... So those are just... If they can advance, those are your teams. Those are my teams. That's who I think think should advance. Okay. So then if the Thunder are playing the Rockets, who advance? If the Thunder and the Rockets are playing. Right. Since they are. I think the Rockets are. There's a game left. I know. I I I think it's the Rockets. It can change. Okay, so then Jazz or Blazers? I just don't want to pick any. Like I, you have to pick I'm one. I'm going to pick the Jazz. Okay, there you go. Huh? Points per game. Points per game. Quinn Snyder. Boom, boom, boom. All right. <clears throat> this is going to be fun in-depth pod with the other boys. I'm looking forward to it. Um, topic three here. Moving on real quick. Keeping it brief again. Who do you think will be your biggest X factor this year in the playoffs? So, I'm going to go... Quick rapid fire here, one from each conference for me. I'm going to go Chris Paul in the Western Conference. I think if he's on and healthy, 
He makes the Rockets a serious contender, makes him dangerous. Not sure if they'll get past the Warriors per se, but uh, he definitely gives them a chance to. They had a chance last year, and I don't, you know, I think they would definitely have a chance this year. Um, in the East, call me Homer, call me what you want, whatever. I'm going Gordon Hayward. If he can keep playing aggressive and keep getting to the hole, uh, I think that makes us a true contender uh, to go to the finals. Maybe he'll solve some of our chemistry issues. I don't know. But we need to get him back to being what he was when he signed the, a max contract. Um, and that would be nice to just input somebody like that right before the playoffs. So not sure if he's going to be like that for every game, but hopefully we can get that from him from uh, for 16 games, which is uh, just enough wins for a ring. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, Doge, who do you have for your X Factor in this playoffs? My X Factor is, is definitely Harden. They took the Warriors to Game 7 last year, and then they went, like, 0 for 27 from 3 or whatever right. it was. He's been on a scoring rampage this year. He has to show up or else they're just not going to do it. I mean, he's the MVP of the league. If he doesn't come out and play incredible, like I said, I think the Thunder could have a chance to, to beat them. So Right, certainly. Um, Dill, what about you? So I think it was the <clears throat> Westbrook and somebody else was the most overrated player in the league. It was, that? yeah, it was, oh my gosh, I just saw that photo today. And then Chris Middleton, either way, was one of the most underrated. Right. I think Chris that, Middleton, Drew Holiday was number one for most underrated. Yeah, I think that he needs to be, you know, a huge factor for the Bucks to be successful. And was it Lonzo? No. I don't know. I'll have to. I don't know. But either way. Okay, stop it right now. Magic Johnson just stepped down. We need to react. We have to react to this. What? I just got that on my phone. No, dude. Magic Johnson stepping down as Lakers president of basketball operations. One minute ago. LeBron James. Bleacher Report. Takes role as... President of Basketball Operations. Oh my Lakers. goodness! Where are you seeing this, T? I'm getting. I just got it on Bleacher Report. What? I'll pull. I'm pulling it up. Listen, we can absolutely cut this if it isn't true. Do we always have uh, stuff on the brink of it? They, they and then they have a video of LeBron dunking with the caption, "I'm president now." Four what? minutes ago, their Twitter Bleacher Report. I'll tag you guys. Oh my God, do I have to really log in? Either way, dude. Holy crap! Do you think they're gonna fire him and then he was like, "Yo, I'm out of here." Like a mutual, but like he's gonna step down. I mean, they were, they were, there were a lot of like sports shows doing like, whose fault is it? Luke Walton, LeBron, or Magic? I just saw a thing today that said Luke Walton and Magic Johnson haven't spoken in weeks. And that, yeah. that to me, meant, oh, well, Luke Walton's gone. Not Magic Johnson's, Johnson's going to step down. Like, crazy. Maybe he's just tired of it all. He's like, yo, this, this place Dude, is Dude, what if he's just, like, I don't want to deal with LeBron James, but I'm not going to mess around with the Lakers. Like, so you guys can, like, do what's best for him, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I don't know. That's crazy. You fi You'd figure he'd... Yeah, dude, I've got ESPN on in the background. You beat him by like a minute and a half. Report stepping down as president of basketball operations. You're dang right we're beating ESPN. You're dang right we are, Doge. 
Well, it was Bleacher Report. Oh, well, yeah, but... There, there were the sources, but still, yeah, we... And I guess this will be out. That was, that's what our tweet would say, sources. Magic, right. dude. Sources. Uh, I should have done it. 1979, first overall pick. Magic Johnson stepped He's down. conducting an impromptu press conference right now. Crazy. All right. We need to move on, though. Yeah, we got this. Real quick, wow. The Lakers are going to have a big offseason, and that's very interesting going right into it. As a Celtics fan, hey, next pod, we got it. this. We're gonna, hey, yeah, we'll break it down in the next pod, especially in the NBA special. Yep. Very exciting. With the pick and roll for oh. Can't wait for the LeBron tampering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <gasps> absolutely. It's literally what it is. Dude, Bill. do you think they just pull, like, Rich Kleiman, just make him the GM, just sign KD? <laughs> All right, we need to stop. Buzzer beaters, folks. All right, I got two quick ones here. I mean, it's just what do you want to do? What do you want to do? All right. I'm going to take my first shot. I'm going to steal the inbound, and I'm going to go underneath the DJ who's going to lay it in. So, first, it's officially lake season, boys. We're putting the dock in up at the lake this weekend, which means the fun under the sun can begin. I cannot wait for that. So look out for some photos and some lovely tweets uh, as we are watching the Masters at the lake here. And then uh, I'm going to steal the old inbound, like I said. Dish it underneath the DJ who lays it in. Check out our friend Jack O'Brien's social media pages here. Coming out soon. I believe that's OB underscore 47. Because the Cheap Seats Network is about to sponsor him for some content. As he'll be doing his own cooking show, I believe titled... Now we're workshopping this, so I'm not sure... But Chef Boy OB, this guy is wildly entertaining. He knows his food. He knows how to cook. Um, I've enjoyed eating and making many meals with him, and I look forward to seeing what he can cook up for everybody. So um, check out Jacko on his social media pages here as he starts cooking up some great stuff for everybody. Dill, where do you want your buzzer beater? What do you got? All right, so, you know, I like it just a little bit left to center of the top, you know? All right, well, I sometimes like to mix it up. <laughs> They're going to start watching the film on you. You're going to switch up your tendency. Well, when you shoot this great, you don't need to switch no tendencies because you shoot in a hundred. All right, well. A hundred. Okay. And a hundred percent. So, all right, what I'm going with here is a freaking chicken. What you're picking? Sure. Tampa Bay Lightning and Tampa Bay Rays. Super exciting right now because two things here. One, the Tampa Bay Rays of which this lady told me about how they're having a terrible start off the year. <clears throat> First in the American League East. <clears throat> right. Eight and three start. <clears throat> Blake Snell, 11K, zero bases on balls last night in six innings. Uh, career high in strikeouts for him. That's so a rough start. I wish, glad the, I wish the Reds were starting that run. Glad that we were able to get him in for a little signature contract. Shot is going up right now. It's almost on its way down. And the other half of this is the Tampa Bay Lightning playing some local, local out of towners, little ninety local out of towners, little ninety-ish uh, <laughs> miles away in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see what we have. Uh, you know, tune in live there, and uh, you know, make sure to stay tuned for some ice time with Dill. Ooh, and uh, we'll see what the Cheap Seats Network. You know, what, what kind of coverage we can get there. Sure. So. Yeah, I'd love to get some coverage on that. All right. Get to work, See D. what Columbus can bring. Get to work, D. Doge, where do you want your buzzer beater, bud? We're just swinging to the MLB. We didn't get to talk about it much. Although, Dill just did. 
so I'm not really swinging it. I'm just staying there. Kind of. Sure. Swing it. Come swing on, it, then. Good trout. Looks like the Reds may wind up getting their first win since opening day. <sighs> they're, they're currently up 14 nothing. Oh. in the middle of the eighth against the Marlins. <laughs> Don't you freaking jinx it, Doge. Listen, if they blow this, they are not winning a game for the rest of the year, and they will go 1-152. One or 162. That would be wild. 161? 161. Uh, yeah, they are. 161. I can do math when I want to. Right. 161. If they don't, if they blow this lead right now. But, uh, yeah, 14 <laughs> runs. Let's just see it. Let's get a, let's get a W. Let's double the win. I'd love another dub. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> nice. Jesus. All right. Good bucket. All right. Well, like I said... Be on the lookout for our NBA special pod here coming out before the playoffs. We're hoping to get a lot of coverage for that. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Doge, thanks for being on the pod. Appreciate it, man. It's always good being here, Teach. Thank you guys for having me. Yep, Big D, thanks for having you. Absolutely. Great hosting, Teach. Yep, Doge, <laughs> thank you. Good talking. Oh, as always. Yep. Well, and thank you, everyone, for listening. This is The Clubhouse.